You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. By the way. Good morning. It is time to get up with Joe Flacco's revenge as the Cleveland Browns make history. Can he take them all the way to the Super Bowl? Lost desperate Dallas in a Saturday night showdown. What has to happen for the Cowboys to avoid losing three in a row? And the Denver disrespect. Did the Broncos do Russ wrong? And where could he end up next? We've got a lot to talk about. It is Get Up on a Friday morning. Last show of the year. I'm Dan Graziano in Fabrini. I got Orlovsky. I got Ryan Clark. I got Tannenbaum. We're here to break it down on a football Friday, and we start with our game of the night. Look at 15. Jets and Browns in Cleveland. Browns can clinch a playoff berth with a win, and they knew it. No Amari Cooper, Dan. Uh, that's going to slow down the offense, right? Nope, because they have Joe Flacco and David Njoku, the best quarterback to tight end combination in football right now. Just an easy check down. A great job with the ball in his hands and kind of poor defense from the New York Jets. Kind of. I love kind this. Of. Flacco sees the linebacker get pinned inside, kicks it out to Ford. The effort to get in the end zone for a great start for this Browns offense. Browns up 7-zip. Jets would tie it at 7 on their next drive. But then the next Browns possession is Njoku again. That's because it's the best quarterback to tight end wide <laughs> combination in the NFL right now. Somewhere. Threw, Third down. Two check downs. Cross. <laughs> Two check downs. Easy first down, then Kareem Hunt right downhill with the guard pulling. He's just running after he catches the ball. And Joku had 113 yards in the first quarter off those check downs. Not too bad. Next play, uh, that was Kareem Hunt. You saw that. This is the Jets' first and 10 from their own 19, and it's picked by Ronnie Hickman. Ronnie Hickman steps in front of this football. This young player has really ascended the last couple of weeks with injuries, and it's easy to score a few points when your defense gets in the zone. Up 20-7, to seven, under seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Cleveland with the third and goal from the Jets' eight. It is former Jet Flacco to former Jet Elijah Moore. It's a casual fadeaway dart from Joe Flacco. 20-yard line to the front pylon. You see the arm talent still absolutely there. 27-7 now, just over two minutes to go in a half. How about this play from Jermaine Johnson, the Jets' defense? Finally doing something. A pretty sick play from Jermaine Johnson. He's had a nice year for the New York Jets. Now they finally have something to look forward to. It's only going to last like two or three plays because Flacco's going to get it right back. He sure is. This is the next Browns possession. Midfield Flacco evades the Punched rush. in the face. Throws it back the other way to Honestly, Ford. But yeah. this has been what's been most impressive about Joe Flacco no to me. He's thrown some footballs, getting outside the pocket, extending plays, and Ford gets it into the end zone. Browns win 37-20. They clinch a spot in the playoffs. And here's what uh, Browns quarterback Joe Flacco, still sounds weird, had to say about it <laughs> when it was all over. It's cool. I mean, just put yourself in that position. I mean, you can't deny it. It, it, it was, it's, it, it's, you know, it, it's, I said it from the very beginning. I mean, the city has been unbelievable. Um, our, my teammates have been unbelievable, like in, in terms of just embracing me onto this football team. So uh, it's all been great. 
He was on his couch a month ago. First player in NFL history now to have at least 250 passing yards and multiple passing touchdowns in each of his first five games with a franchise. In his five games with Cleveland, he has thrown for more. He's thrown more touchdown passes than the Steelers, Titans, and Jets have this season. Yes, good. Right. It's, the it's Steelers un- suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable what they're doing because they were 31st in offense before he took over. Yeah. It's the improvement that he has led this team that is unbelievable. That's a whole me. different conversation. Yeah, but when you look at their three offensive tackles are out. Nick Chubb is out. And they're on the precipice of maybe having a shot at the one seed or making real noise in the playoffs. It's unbelievable what Joe Flacco's doing. It's 26% of their salary cap, right? Is on IR? Yep. Yeah. They're That's 11 up. and 5. Yeah. And they're going to the playoffs. They can still get, if things break the right way, the one seed in the AFC. So whether they do that or not, they're in the playoffs. If you're looking at that playoff field, are they a team that, uh, that you're eager to play? Oh, absolutely point. not. They're a Super Bowl contender, legitimate Super Bowl contender. I think the only team in the AFC that you feel confident or that you don't feel confident that they can beat is probably Baltimore. Baltimore can run it on them. But because of the way that Joe is playing, because of the way that this defense, this is one of the, if not the best, back sevens in all of football, the way that Jim Schwartz has designed it, and the way that this offense style, that Joe Flacco and Kevin Stefanski are on the same page, hey, here's, here's the real – AFC situation. If you're in the AFC, you'd rather play Kansas City than Cleveland. You'd rather play Kansas City in the playoffs than Cleveland. Absolutely. Cleveland's two games better, a game and a half better in the standings in Kansas City. So it's not The way that this team in totality is playing, you would rather play Kansas City right now than you would rather play Cleveland because in the 1 through 53, playing much more consistent football. And Daniel didn't want to say it, at least right now, because it's a different conversation. This is the best quarterback play Cleveland has had in the last two years. And that includes Deshaun Watson, who was brought over with a fully guaranteed contract. Now, let's think about why. When Kevin Stefanski was brought in, you would hear names like Kirk Cousins. It's why you thought it would work with a guy like Baker Mayfield, because he doesn't necessarily need the dual threat quarterback. He's the guy that wants to run the football, get into play action, be able to take shots, and also have a quarterback that can distribute the football accurately. That's what Joe Flacco has done. And then on the other side of that, Joe Flacco has gone above and beyond the X's and O's, doing some things that we didn't necessarily expect young Joe Flacco to do that he's able to do now. And we know that he has that mentality that he's going to continue to push the football down the field, but it's been the accuracy and the connection that they didn't have early on in the season. And so the other piece of this is this. Joe Flacco playing with house money. No doubt. Joe Flacco knows what it's like to not have this game. See, a lot of us, once we lose it, we go into something else, right? When football was over for me, when I walked away from it, I walked into TV. Uh And so every day I realized what I had, but I can't go do it again. I don't get that opportunity to walk into a locker room with that perspective, still with an ability to play this game. Joe Flacco does. He is playing this game with pure joy. He's also playing this game with no thought about what this does to his legacy, Mm -hmm. what people are going to think of him if he doesn't succeed, because he knows that this is an opportunity that has been gifted to him. And I love the way that he's approached it. I love the way this team has embraced him, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. To me, to me, the Cleveland Browns are the scariest team outside of the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. You know what struck me? Like, we talk about Watson being hurt. They're on their fourth quarterback. They lost both starting tackles. They lost Nick Chubb. They didn't have Amari Cooper last night. They're playing against a team that lost its quarterback on the fourth play of the season 
and just doesn't seem to have embraced the challenge the same way. It's been so disappointing on the other side of the ball. I mean, here's a team that could have had Joe Flacco, had a good defense. They did. And, and last night, it just didn't look nearly as competitive. But, Dan, going back to what RC yeah. said, going back to the Browns for a second, they really remind me of the Tom Brady Buccaneers from this standpoint. Mm -hmm. They can play lights-out defense, play off Lenny, you got Jerome Ford, and you have a quarterback <laughs> who's really close to the end of his career that can get the ball down the field. And if the four of us are having a conversation in a month, guys, and we're talking about a surprise team in the playoffs, the Cleveland Browns have every indice of a team that could do that. Yeah, the only team, the only team that they had played that I would sit here and say unquestionably believe that she'd win the game would be Baltimore. They can go beat anybody and they, they in the Baltimore And they year. beat Baltimore this year. And I so. think to RC's point with the play in the house money, so you watch it with Joe's play. Like you yeah. watch him be some of the throws he made to Njoku last night on the crossing routes. Part of that is because he loves this offense. This is the offense that he was in with Gary Kubiak yeah. in Baltimore yep. when he's playing really good. Sure. Part of that is because he knows this defense is unbelievable. And if he throws a pick or two, this defense, more often than not, is going to bail him out. You saw it with the Hickman yep. pick six last time. To put into context, we've talked about the IR and the percentage of people. One, probably going to win coach of the year, Kevin Stefanski. Probably. Joe Flacco has now played himself very much so in the conversation for comeback, comeback player, player of the right. year. They probably have Miles Garrett as defensive yeah. player of the year. And Jim Schwartz could be assistant coach of the year. Add it all up and you have a legitimate AFC contender, which for the vast majority of their existence, the Browns have not been. Yeah. But this year could be different. Next up in the NFL, let's go to the NFC, where we have a Saturday night showdown tomorrow. The Cowboys hosting the Lions in a game you can see on ABC and ESPN. This is what is at stake in that game. The Lions could tie a franchise record with their 12th win of the season. They're also still in the mix for the number one overall seed in the NFC if they can keep up with That's the crazy. 49ers, right? The Cowboys are looking to complete a perfect season at home and to keep the pressure on the Eagles for the NFC East title. So the Cowboys back at home, but they have lost two in a row, both on the road. So if you're watching this tomorrow night, which I assume everyone will on ABC and ESPN, Mike T, what are you looking to see from the Cowboys that will make you feel differently about them as they head toward the playoffs? Keep playing well on offense. This is not about home and road, guys. Miami, give them all the credit in the world. They had a great last drive last week. If they didn't complete that drive, we'd be talking about Dak Prescott as an MVP candidate. Dallas is great with the lead. That's what they do best on defense. Rush the passer, turn the ball over. They could do that at home. They could do that away. But if Detroit can run the ball, it's going to be a different game. But the best way to help this Dallas Cowboy defense is to have Dak Prescott and that offense continue to play at a high level. And if we take away some of the noise around their defense guys, Dak is as good as any quarterback right now in the league. Yeah, Dak's playing really good. you got to start telling the truth about the Cowboys, though. It is about home and road. Like, they're 0-6 the last six road games versus winning teams. So we can't pretend that that's not a real thing. They, they went on the road last year in the playoffs and won a game. It was against, against the team, a team had with a losing, losing record. record. Yeah. It's the playoffs. Stop Start telling the I didn't, truth. I didn't, I didn't love the way the Dan's jumped on you just now, though. I thought that was... Thank bordering you. on a little malicious. <laughs> and that was bordering on pandering. What do you think about the Cowboys? <laughs> the, 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 so we, we keep talking about the, the Cowboys offense and the fact that they don't score on the road as they do at home. Has anybody ever looked at the defense to think about why the Cowboys don't score on the road like they do at home? Okay. It's easier to score 
plus 30 points against the Philadelphia Eagles when you create three turnovers on forced fumbles. It's easier to score 30 points when Deron Bland is scoring touchdowns because he's picking off footballs and running them into the end zone. When this defense doesn't play in a way to create those turnovers, the Dallas Cowboys obviously don't get the short fields. They don't get the numbers of, of possessions that they normally get. This defense is different on the road than it is at home. Mm. This defense has gotten bludgeoned on the road as opposed to what it's gotten at home. And it's like anything else, right? When I was young, right, I used to fight this kid on my street named Jericho every week. Jericho right? Jericho you. wanted to, Jericho just wanted to fight, and he was one of those tough kids that didn't matter how many times you beat him up, he thought he was going to win the next fight. What I always wanted to do was fight Jericho in front of my house. Why? Because my mom would come outside. You ain't finna whip me in front of my mama. <laughs> now, you catch me on one of the back streets and it ain't really my day, it might be a tie. But if we fought in front of the house, in front of my mom, Jericho, you got to catch these hands. That's what the Dallas Cowboys defense is. When they play at home, when they have that momentum, when they're excited, when you have the crowd noise, that's a team that creates turnovers. That's a team that gives the football back to their offense in positions to score. On the road, when they fight Jericho on the back street walking from Ellender, it's a crapshoot. Couple things. Uh, yeah, one, I don't want to unpack there. I don't want to fight you. I don't ever want to fight you. In front of anybody's house. Pat, did you ever lose to Jericho? Yeah, Jericho beat me he up got before you, too. He got you a couple times. Jericho was tough. Hey, where's the win-loss record? Love, love. Oh, you got, you got him. Yeah. Here's my thing with this game. I think the NFC Championship and Super Bowl is on the line. I, I honestly do. The Cowboys are not going to go on the road for two or three games to get to the NFC title and/or the Super Bowl. And I want to see, can they win a game when it comes to physicality? This is the best offensive line that they have played this season. Detroit's offensive line. This game will be determined in the first quarter. If they don't control this game in the first quarter, Detroit will run the ball 50 times down also, there. You got to remember, too, Philadelphia yeah. was moving the football early on the ground against the Dallas Cowboys oh, before the punch out. And so... It's not, about, it's not about, to me, necessarily home and, and, and road in that sense, but it's about the way the teams approach them from a physicality standpoint in the run game. We're going to have a lot more on this game later, including picks. We were going to do picks now, but Jericho's is not in yet, so we got to get that, and we'll, and we'll put <laughs> that up. Shout out Jericho Graffinini. Everybody else. Graffinini. Coming up, though, the uh, Denver, we're going to talk about Denver disrespect. Did the Broncos wrong, Russ? There's Jericho. And where can he end up next? <laughs> Our crew's fired up about this. You won't want to miss it, and Fail to the Chiefs. They fought in front of their mama's house on uh, Monday and they got whipped. Can they fix their problems and make a Super Bowl run? Dan Olaski is going to tell you exactly what needs to happen. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Delicious, meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. Yeah, more than a Jets hat. Hey, we're back on Get Up. We're heading to Kansas City where it has been the worst season of Patrick Mahomes' career so far. Ball security has been an issue. He's thrown 14 interceptions. That is the most in a single season in his career. His uh, pass catchers haven't exactly helped him out, though. They've dropped a league-high 34 passes. 34-34 to be exact. Without even accounting for yards after the catch, that has resulted in 335 yards of potential offense lost. All of this has resulted in the Chiefs offense being, well, not quite as good as we're used to seeing. They've scored under 20 points in seven games this season. They did that in six games combined over Mahomes' first five seasons as a starter. On Wednesday, it's Travis Kelsey on his podcast. He wanted to see the fire in me, and I, I reacted in a bad way. He wanted to just get the best out of me. Um, and right now, I'm just not playing my best football, and I got to lock the in and be more accountable for him, be more accountable for my teammates. I got to keep my f- cool, man. It's not just one guy. I, I'm. It's not just me playing like dog. Sh- not just uh, us not being able to get the run game going. It's not just us not being on the same page passing wise. It's, everybody's in this f- thing together. Everybody at some point isn't being accountable. Everybody's just got to f- do their job. Mm. I said it. I don't know if Dan was on that on that day. I questioned. I was like, it's Travis Kelsey the same? I was with you, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, when I did it at that point, it was extremely early on in the season, but everyone was talking about the other pass catchers, and yeah. I was saying that Travis Kelsey is no longer playing at a level that scares you defensively. Mm. And from that point, he started to drop the football. He started to become less reliable, and it's not piling on what he said because he just showed the sort of accountability you expect from a first ballot Hall of Famer. But when Travis Kelsey isn't quite what he's always been throughout Patrick Mahomes' career, Matt Nagy has to do something different. Matt Nagy has to get creative. Andy Reid has to get creative. And it's going to start to have to be a question 
question of who's to blame for what's going on in Kansas City. Yeah. Right? Everybody leaves Kansas City and gets an, a, a head coaching job. Right? Everybody but Eric Bieniemy. All of those guys have done that. Eric Bieniemy leaves, and now there are some things that are different inside that building. And talking to Alex Smith, he said something to me that was extremely uh, – that, that, that stuck out to me because he said, Andy Reid is the most patient coach I've ever been with. He said, but when you have somebody like Eric in the, in, in, in the building, right, he's someone that holds everybody else accountable. Contrast he gets it to it. the guy's face. And so you had kind of that good cop, bad cop. Huh. Who's going to play bad cop right now to get the Kansas City Chiefs on the right you know, track? So often, RC, and I love that point, you, you get to this point in, in the conversation of the question is like, can they fix it and how do they fix it? I think one of the things is absolutely the pass game should go through Rasheed Rice. No longer Travis. Not that Travis no longer is a part of it, but they should run their pass game through. Hearing Travis's comments, that that aligns with the tape. It, yep. It's not just one person right now anymore. They got issues, certainly the tackles and the pass catchers. But this is what it looks like for everyone to take their turn. So they are basically running a double team front side. There's two guys front side that they have to go get. That right guard climbs up and now is responsible for both of them. Somebody on the backside did not get to their responsibility. If that guy does, it's a huge run. Travis goes in short motion here. They're going to run what we call one back power. Everybody front side, down block. Backside guard is going to pull, kick out the end man on the line of scrimmage. Well, we got to get to the backers. Again, now Travis is left with two guys. He's got to make a decision. He chooses the backside guy instead of the frontside guy because somebody didn't get to their backside guy. If they do, Pacheco's hitting his head on the goalpost, but they don't, and it's a one-yard run. Then you get the third and three, third and four. It's zone coverage. I don't need you to route someone up here, Rasheed Rice. Okay, he's going to run down. The flat defender widens. The guy gets some depth. It's third and three, third and four. Just stand there and give me your eyes right now. But he's going to put his foot in the ground like it's man covered and try to run away from nobody. And then you see that interaction between him and Patrick are like this and that. It, that. That's what it is right now. Again, tackles have issues. There are drops. One play. Ten guys do it right. One person makes a mistake. It's a one-yard gain. The next play. Ten guys do it right. Another person or a new person doesn't do it right. Two-yard gain. Next play. Ten guys do it right. And a new person takes that responsibility of messing the play up. So... Part of me sits there and goes, we got to fix that. Part of me goes, they're close. Like, they're close if they all get on that same page at the same time. This is a team that's hosted, what, the last five AFC championship games, right? Like, this, it's week 17. If this is all going on in week two, they have time to fix it. But right now, do they? No, they don't. And their problem is much more fundamental than the tape that Dan just broke down. It's their offensive line, guys. When you lead the league with penalties on your off, with your offensive tackles, you have no chance to have sustainability for offensive success. And to me, it's a lot of, you look at the right tackle, Jawan Taylor, Donovan Smith, both have been uh, beaten, penalized. And when they go on the road, I'm telling you guys, in the next couple of weeks, this will be exacerbated. When they have to deal with crowd noise and playoff games, it's going to be really difficult. So to me, it's the offensive tackles. And then I think RC made a really good point. When you look at Patrick Mahomes' body language on the sidelines and his frustration, to me, he's boiling over from that lack of accountability, the details that you just showed, Dan. And now all of a sudden, Patrick Mahomes has to get outside his comfort zone and hold players accountable, which instead of just doing his job, 
I think it's a combination of both those things. Yeah, and it's, it's not necessarily to me even about your comfort zone. It's just about the fact that you've been so comfortable, mm-hmm. right? It's not that Patrick Mahomes can't lead in that way. It's that he hasn't had to. Yeah. His team's always played at such a high level. But you mentioned the tackles. These are two guys you go out and acquire. These were yes. decisions you made in the offseason yeah. in order to build your roster. And so now that you're getting exactly what they were before they became Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. that's on you. Right. Donovan Smith was leading the league in holding penalties last year. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. So it's not a surprise. Are we picking this game? Who do we got in this game? Who are we taking in this game? Bengals or Chiefs? See, I just can't quit the Bengals. I know it's Browning and all that, but the Chiefs, Chiefs aren't exactly going great. Yo, that yeah, Chiefs Bengals are not so, scared in there. I'm I, telling I, you. I think the, I think the, the Chiefs defense and, and what Spags has been able yeah. to do, I think you look at last week with yeah. some of the confusion, the zones of the Steelers were able to cause. I think that zone blends. You guys are overcomplicated. Michael Jordan here. Patrick Mahomes is going to let him lose again at home. It's just not going to happen. Fair enough. They're only four and four at home. You believe that? Yeah. So, so it's happened four times here, Mike. So you're saying there's a chance. Hey, coming up, let's stick with the AFC West and talk about the fuss over Russ. Was he treated unfairly by Sean Payton and the Broncos? Somebody here thinks so. Stay tuned on Get Up and find out who. Hydrate, Dan. Hydrate. Oh. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. The Denver Broncos are benching nine-time Pro Bowl quarterback Russell Wilson. Sean Payton says it's a football decision, and they're looking for a spark, and that may be true. Yeah, we need a spark, so we want to go with Garrett Stidham. Well... This was purely a financial decision. First opportunity to move on from Russell Wilson, Sean Payton took it. I can just assure you one thing. I'm just interested in winning. Damien used to come on. So that was yesterday. We've been talking about the big news. We've been talking about Damien's wardrobe. Damien was looking outstanding lately. Oh, my God. That was about the 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 big seat. Yeah, must, uh, that's must exactly right. That's a great point. Steer, it's a steep drop-off from yesterday. <laughs> We're trying to oh. talk about the Broncos and Russell okay. Wilson. Broncos sitting down Russell Wilson for the last two games of this season. Coincidentally, that might help them avoid some guaranteed money down the road in 2025. Sean Payton said that's not what it's about. Uh, but you guys were not here. We had you yesterday, but I didn't have you two guys yesterday. What do you think of the way the Broncos are handling this situation? The way that they've handled it has been unprofessional, unprofessional and classless. Listen, if you want to bench him, you're absolutely entitled to do that, both as the head coach, general manager, and the owner of the football team. 
to go to him and say, we want you to alter your contract that we signed off on or else we are going to threaten to bench you and or bench you is not a way that you handle business in the NFL. It's certainly not a way that you handle a guy that has been a pro and a Super Bowl champion for 10 plus years. It's not a way that you handle a person that was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. And it's for sure not the way you handle someone who's a Walter Payton man of the year. Hmm. This is not about feelings. No one's going to feel bad for Russell Wilson because of his money, okay? This is about the way that you treat someone that in many ways has always been a good representative of your organization and your league. You're absolutely entitled to bench him, whether people agree with it or not. To go to him and say, alter your contract or we're going to threaten to sit you is not the way you do business in the NFL. So the, the alteration that we're talking about is that if he's still on the roster fifth day of the league year, so like March 17th, right, of next year, then the injury guarantee in his contract for 2025, $37 million, becomes a full guarantee. So they didn't want to have to worry about can he pass a physical by March 17th. So can we push back the date, right, so it gives us more time to figure stuff out? That's what they were talking about when they go to him to alter the contract. They weren't trying to take money away from him, right? It was more about that. All right, I'm just making sure that, I'm making sure that people know what we're talking about. You disagree. Absolutely. And here's why. By the way, the underreported aspect of the story, guys, is the extension ironically kicks in next year. He would have been a free agent. So, Dan, if you're a player and I'm in the Denver Bronco front office and we say, hey, here's this piece of paper. It's going to guarantee $124 million. Within that contract, we have optionality. And 100% of the time, players, coaches, whomever, we have a responsibility to do what's in our best interest. And if we could save money in 2025 because your play is not discernibly better than Jared Sim, we're going to make that decision. Whoa, 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 whoa. Your play is not discernibly better than Jared Stidham. Russell Wilson, for the majority of the season, has played like a top 10 to top 12 quarterback. The reason why they were 1-5 and five was because they were historically bad on defense. So to sit here and say, well, re- not much better than Jared Stidham? We have no idea what Jared Stidham but is. But Sean Payton is saying that I believe I can get as much out of sh- or close to Jared Stidham. That's as fine. Right. So I'm going to be held accountable by the Walton family right. by this decision. So what I'm doing is in the best interest of the Denver Broncos hard stop. That's fine. And, and we're going to pay you a lot of money because we have that obligation. But we have a responsibility. But and in he, my opinion, Here's what I don't like playing. a lot. What I've heard is, well, Russell Wilson, no one feel bad for him. He's still getting his money. Just because you pay someone X amount of dollars doesn't mean that you can undercut them and undermine how you treat them. But that doesn't like, make it okay. Hey, hey like the, from, a, from a business standpoint, I agree with you. You know, Mike T, like they're making a decision based on money and the financials. And when Daniel says this is the deal that we signed or we offered Russell Wilson, it's not the deal that we or us did because Sean Payton wasn't there. Sure. Right. Right. True. And so the business of it is not a problem to me. But let's be honest. Sean Payton has behaved as a thug since he became the coach of the Denver Broncos. Immediately when he gets in the building, he starts to undercut Russell Wilson personally and professionally from his first press conference on. He tells Russell Wilson, you have to stop kissing babies, stop behaving as if you're running for office. Nobody kissed more babies in New Orleans than Drew Brees. Mm. Period, point blank. From the beginning, he walked into this building and he had a point to prove when it came to Russell Wilson. You're going to be just like everybody else. I'm going to treat you just like I treat everyone else on the team. That's not the way it works with franchise quarterbacks. 
right? With a franchise quarterback, he's talked to differently. There are conversations instead of being talked at. You don't berate them on the sideline against the Detroit Lions because you don't agree with their play. We watched Sean Payton in New Orleans for a decade and a half never treat his quarterback this way. And so now as you move through and you hear about the phone call, you hear about talking to his representatives, about starting, about restructuring or doing whatever they wanted him to do to the contract, this was just a means to an end for Sean Payton. This was going to happen at some point. See, I, and it I, just and it I, just happened toward the end of the I, I don't think I don't believe there was a thing Russell Wilson could do to make Sean Payton I like him. I, I, I think from a personality standpoint, Cash. it was a bad match. I think schematically, it was a bad match. But my point is this. Yeah. My point is this. Let's hold Sean Payton to some sort of professional accountability. He, His behavior he, as the head coach of the Denver Broncos is unacceptable. If I'm the Walton family, I do not want somebody representing me this way. And I want to say this about Russell Wilson, because Russell Wilson takes a hell of a lot of heat. Mm -hmm. The humility that Russell Wilson has shown, the professionalism that Russell Wilson has shown inside of that building, while be, being treated that way by that man, all I got to say to Sean Payton is you lucky you had the right one. Mm -hmm. and, and so a well lot, lot, lot to unpack there. So first of all, well I agree, said. RC. I've been saying all spring and summer that this was going to happen. Sean Payton was coming in and playing with house money. If it worked with Russell Wilson, I'm a genius. I know how to coach quarterbacks. If it doesn't, I didn't make the mistake, so I figured this was going to happen. He moved on from Randy Gregory, Kareem Jackson. He's blowing up the whole building. So, to me, like, this was inevitable. As it relates to Russell Wilson, he will be, to me, Baker Mayfield 2.0. He'll have a chance to start someplace next year. And as it relates to how he's treating players, RC, we talked about it every day when I was with the Dolphins or the Jets, which is not only the Walton family, but the player community. That's what free agency right. is all about. If people don't want to go there, that's the ultimate check and balance within our system is if players feel like they're not being treated fairly within the system, they're not going to sign there. And I think that's a key like, – like, I'm trying to make sure I understand the point you're making – are you saying, like, the fix was in all along? Peyton was never like yes. never going and, to want? And, and, yes, and, like, and listen, yeah. don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Peyton walked into the building and said, by the time we get to the end of this year, he's gone. What I'm saying is I believe in watching and evaluating Russell Wilson's play, the perspective and the biases he walked into the building with were not going to allow him to make that based on what the film said. Because when you look at what Russell Wilson has done and not only changing his personality, the way that he's had to approach the media, his entire life. Russell Wilson has been as un-Russell Wilson-like as we've ever seen him from a personality standpoint. Also, as a player, Russell Wilson said, okay, I have to start to use my legs again more. Let me get in shape to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. I have to take the check down. Let me make sure I study the film and understand what Sean Payton wants me to do to execute that. Oh, I need to get a big play. Let me find my big play guy who was Cortland Sutton and give him them opportunities. Russell Wilson did everything he could possibly do, but it's period, point blank. When somebody wants to divorce you, when they've had enough, right, when they walk in and say you are not for me, you can't change their mind. Right. And Russell Wilson had no opportunity to change his mind, which is okay. It's okay yes, if that's okay. not your guy. But the problem is you don't have to show it to the world yeah. all the time. You don't have to be able to. You don't have to be able to say, okay, as I let him go. Oh, you remember when I had to act like this on the sideline of Detroit? No, because you didn't. 
Right. Because you could have had that conversation like other people do with future Hall of Famers, former All-Pros, Walter Payton Man, Man of the Year, that's showing you I can be a professional. Everything he did was absolutely Bush League. And we've allowed it to go because he won one funky ASS championship in New Orleans. And because people wanted Russell to fail. That's just the point blank truth. They did. People want to see Russell fail. No one is arguing Benjamin or not. And if it's the NFL is not a fair business. The way you go about treating a person who has represented the NFL at the highest level and won Walter Payton Man of the Year is the biggest point here. Second thing, you're not going to just replace top 10 quarterback play. You're entitled to try. You're not going to just replace it. You know how ridiculous it is to go to your starting quarterback a month or two into the season, threaten to bench him if he doesn't alter his play, but then also be like, hey, man, we got to win games. Right. <laughs> we got to win but games. That, but, but, that thing is that though, but that shows Russell's professionalism. Absolutely. Right. He's still, yeah, exactly. Uh, look, look, this is, there's a lot here. I'd have been called Dan Graziano and leaked that, Dan. A look. serious <laughs> issue. RC, you talked yourself out of a chance to do a basketball highlight. It was too good. We couldn't no. Know that. Yeah, no, it's true. <laughs> Next hour. We come back, though. We're going to talk about the most explosive offense in the NFL. And how can the Ravens slow it down to a Tyreek, the dynamic Dolphins, Going up against Baltimore, Dan's going to show you what the Ravens have to do to slow them down when we come back on Get Up. Think. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Get Up, it's time for Who You Got? Ryan Clark, Steelers versus Seahawks. Who you got? Let I'm me guess. With, I'm going with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, Listen, I love what Mason Rudolph was able to do last week. Some adjustments that they made defensively, I felt like was, were able to allow them to turn the football over against Jake Browning. And just the way the offense started to work and operate, the RPOs in the run game, giving Mason Rudolph decisions to make at the line of scrimmage and watching him take the right one, I expect this team to play extremely well this week again. Mike Tannenbaum, Packers, Vikings, who you got? 
I got the whole desk to myself. Where did all my friends go? That's right. Yeah. I, got, I, I also got the Packers, and here's why. They got the more experienced quarterback in Jordan Love. Jaron Hall is going to be starting for the Minnesota Vikings. As bad as this Packer defense has been, it's been really inconsistent. Jaron Hall is young, he's small, and I just think quarterback play is going to carry the Packers to a really important win. A little more experience at quarterback in the Dolphins-Ravens game. Dan Orlovsky, who you got in this one? The, the Baltimore Ravens, this offense is clicking, and Lamar's playing at an unbelievable level. I don't know if there's a player, certainly quarterback, that is making more out of nothing than Lamar Man. does on a consistent basis. It's not two or three times a game. It's like eight or nine plays yeah. a game That's real. that he just, hey, this play was going to go for negative three or four yards, and it's going to be a 15 or 20-yard game. And then this defense is just spectacular in Baltimore. They're the better and more complete team, and the way that they beat San Francisco last week, I cannot look past. Let's take a look at that defense. Coordinator Mike McDonald out there doing some good work. How are they going to stop the Dolphins? So, RC, the, the really interesting thing in the game for me is the Miami Dolphins basically run the same exact offense that the San Francisco 49ers do. And what I love is we talk about the 49ers and we talk about the Dolphins and we talk about their pre and at-snap at, at motions and how defenses have a plan for them. This clip is an example of how well-prepared Baltimore yep. is defensively and how they almost play defense like offenses do. So what you're going to get is McCaffrey going to go in motion. You're going to see A-Chan. You're going to see a Tyreek Hill guy for the Miami Dolphins to do this. Now watch how Baltimore defensively reacts to that motion. They obviously have a very clear plan of how they want to attack with some of right, their so right pressures. Here, so I want you to pause it right there. Look how smart Patrick Queen is here. Patrick Queen doesn't start in his movement until Christian McCaffrey moves. The reason you do that is you know Kyle Shanahan is going to have some sort of pre-snap motion that lets you know when the ball is going to be snapped. As he starts to move, Patrick Queen gets yes. out of his disguise, so now he can hit it on the run. And so then Patrick Queen becomes a pressure guy, yep. and he's unaccounted for. Now what they do, these what we call change pressures. Queen is going to be the guy that blitzes off the edge, and then they're going to take their backside defensive end and drop him. That's the change. They change roles, essentially, because then they get a pressure, but also the coverage still has right, numbers the, on the back. Well, the coverage has numbers, but also you're expecting now that the line will slide this way. This guy is going to play seam flat. So if something goes vertical, he has it. Anything goes out, he has to take it. We have a three-receiver hook player here, which is tied to Christian McCaffrey at the top. So now Roquan Smith will rotate to the top of the field and I love this like this picture from an offensive perspective looks like almost what we call a cover two there's a flat defender that's out right. there it almost looks like a half defender out there and then you talked about Roquan flowing that right. way that guy's the key Kyle Hamilton is the key because his range and his ability to tackle I get this ball out in space to an MVP candidate and Christian McCaffrey right. I automatically think 10, 12 yards if you're Tyreek or H. And the other piece is, too, though, how all of this is tied to Christian McCaffrey. Think about this. On the motion, we get Patrick Queen on the blitz. Because Christian McCaffrey is going to the flat, now Roquan Smith ro rotates to the new number three, and Kyle Hamilton is able to get to the flat to make the tackle by using the sideline. So what you're going to see is an offense that is going to look very similar, Miami, to San Francisco, and you're going to watch Baltimore have a very clear plan of how they want to react to those motions. And if that is in H-hand, or Tyree Kill, I think Baltimore's the one team defensively that feels comfortable with that guy out in space versus those well, two dynamic what, players. What's going to be very interesting about this week is we have 
two sides of the football that feels like they can dictate to the other. Yes. Baltimore Ravens defensively feel like you have to react to them. And obviously the Miami Dolphins have done that the entire year. I think the thing that the San Francisco 49ers weren't ready for was that the Baltimore Ravens refused to be reactors. Amen. Amen. They always had a plan for how they were going to handle motion, and that's the first time that we saw a defense do it in that capacity. It's a big match, a lot on the line in this game for both teams. If the Ravens win the game, they will be the number one seed in the AFC playoffs, regardless of anything that happens in Week 18. But if the Dolphins win, the Dolphins can clinch the one seed with a win in Week 18. Uh, If the Dolphins win... The Browns are still alive for the one seed. There's all kinds of stuff. So the Ravens, obviously, a lot to play for here uh, with that one seed. So Dolphins-Ravens, one of the big games. Here are our picks, which we never like to see this. It's unanimous. (laughs) You know what that means. Yeah. Yeah, The Dolphins looking good. Now, uh, on this, what do you think about this matchup, Mike T? Well, I think these guys nailed it. I think it's all about Kyle Hamilton. He is a rising superstar. We saw against the 49ers. And, R.C., you know great safety play. Post-safety can blitz, cover the slot. He could do it all. And to me, as Dan alluded to, he can play in space with the speed of the Dolphins, one of the very few safeties who can do that. A little banged up. Kind of been in and out of practice the last couple weeks. So hopefully for the Ravens' sake, he's on the field. That's extremely important. He is that kind of Troy Palomalu Swiss Army knife for this team because he plays more so on the second level. He's not a guy that you want to be in the middle of the football field. You want to be able to use him in disguise, use him in the run game, bring him on the blitz. And he's such a great player in space, even though he's 6'4". He's vital to what they do, but I still believe believe it starts with Roquan Smith and Patrick Queen this week. If they can stop the run, make this team one-dimensional, that's when you can get to your blitz package and move two off the spot. And I think Mike McDonald will have a very clear plan of how to handle some of the pass game that we, we know Miami wants to spread you out yep. and mm-hmm. then attack the middle of the field. That means you're trying to throw the ball at a Kyle Hamilton, a Roquan Smith, a Patrick Queen. Those guys are so good at getting to those areas and defending that stuff. I want to see how well Mike McDaniel, the head coach and play caller of Miami, kind of adjusts. The last thing I'd say is this. This is not an Odell Beckham, Nelson Aguilar, Zay Flowers if he plays game. For for Baltimore in their pass game specifically, this has got to be a Isaiah Likely type of game because that's huh. how you throw against Miami's defense. We'll see. Big game. And on Miami's side, Jalen Waddell, uh, one of their great receivers, has an ankle sprain. Looks like he may not be able to play in this one. That could be a factor as well. Tonight at 8 Eastern, we have the 88th annual Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic on ESPN and ESPN+. Plus. Ninth-ranked Missouri against seventh-ranked Ohio State. Buckeyes coverage begins at 7 Eastern. And with bowl season winding down, that means a new year is almost upon us. Uh, We've had, obviously, a lot of great moments here on Get Up this year, and we wanted, along with you, to take a look back at the best of 2023 on Get Up. Put your feet up, folks. It's that time of year. We are a large, dysfunctional family. It's 2023. This show's called Get Up. This show is definitely popping, man. Get up. If I can't get on Get Up, I need a new job. You are desperate to make good TV. This is a classic show. I don't get to hang out with y'all often, man. I'm going to get my money worth. <laughs> Can we speak freely on this show? Hell no. Sort of okay. <laughs> it's a fun ride sometimes, but sometimes it goes off the rails. Hello. Oh, what are you doing, Mike? <laughs> Hardy, what's the fudge, man? He gets testy. I did. And I love it. Here's where things could get interesting. If you've got Dak and you add Shaq to that attack, they've been taking a lot of flack because the defense has been whack, but they would be the Mac in the bounce back if they were able to bring in Shaq. I'm sexy green. (laughs) Drop the album, man. I'd really like some pancakes. Pancakes? Where are we going to get pancakes? 
Pancakes are back, oh. baby! Oh. Ah. <laughs> 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 <He> got, <laughs> that boy bad. I think I need new security. <laughs> Tom Brady has announced that he is retiring. I told you, 40 effing five. He puts his underwear on like I put mine on. Serious inside it. information. <laughs> this is what happens when y'all go in the makeup room together. Y'all all get high. Snoop Dogg can THC the future. Jordan Poole, keep shooting. I like the way you've been missing, brother. We will touch screen a squirrel. Squirrel. This is supposed to be a serious sports show. Yeah, like what? Call for you, my mama told me about the NBA. Ain't nobody want to square Ain't with PP Gray. Sneaky, sneaky. Ronnie! The three words I'm that no one ever wants to speak aloud are Greeny was right. We're a little Rogers-centric. Yes! Let's go. This is going to be the greatest regular season game in Jet history. It was a freaking disaster. Even if Aaron Rodgers said he's coming back, I'm drafting another quarterback. How can you draft another quarterback? You got to give Zach Wilson a chance to play. Get him over there. What is he talking about? He's coming back. I'll be honest with you. Up to the jersey. We're talking. I'm not talking to a jersey. I'm looking at you. What is that? This is a sign. <laughs> this is a guy that knew how to get his sign on the show with Greeny. That's the best of the year. The pancakes have been served. That's my mic drop. That's about as good as it gets. <laughs> that was everything we hoped it would be and more. Anytime I run into somebody and they, and they say, you know, they watch the show, they say, man, it looks like you guys are having a great time. More often than not, we do. More often, <laughs> More often than, than not, we do. Not. Well, the answer is, we are having a great time, and we're really glad you tune in to have a great time with us. We got a lot more to do today. Coming up, we got Joe Flacco revenge as the Cleveland Browns make history. Can he take them all the way to the Super Bowl? We're talking about it when we come back on Get Up. 